2: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
3: And good morning, everybody. Welcome, to Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, smileyesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auction's Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Uh, Today, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. In the meantime, how are you? It's nice and it's balmy.
1: It's 34. Feels great. Feels like 55.
3: Is that why you wore your board shorts today?
1: (laughs) Yes. that's, that's, That's what I'm going with my chinos. Very nice. Would... Jod purse. When's
3: the last time you shaved your legs? Because I don't want you to get stuck under the table.
1: The last time that I shaved any part of my legs was when I was still. Mile high sports... That's right. When I was
3: still. That's the station we're on. That's the station you are talking on. When I was on.
1: still playing and getting ankles. I mean, that's the last time there would have been any shaving involved in my legs.
3: Okay. How about your back? Time now for the lead.
2: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
3: Okay, uh, interesting basketball game last entertaining. night. Entertaining. It was entertaining until obviously the end. If you're a Nuggets fan, yeah. um, 76ers win uh, fourth quarter. Certainly the difference. Nuggets got outscored 27 to 17. They did hold a five point lead going into that final frame. Joel Embiid 11 points in the final six and a half minutes, including the shot to put the Sixers up for good. One thirteen to one eleven. They never trailed after that. Did the outcome of this game to you really boil down to the fact that Embiid was the best player on the floor in which Jokic had a difficult time covering Embiid and so did Aaron Gordon who was in foul trouble? Yeah. Um, and I say best player because how many times have we talked about who's the best player in the league?
1: Yeah, but I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that Harris and Maxi were huge in this game as well. The
3: 76ers'
1: top three yeah, was, was better, better than the Nuggets. Top, top three, three, whether yeah. you
3: want to pick Gordon or MPJ.
1: Any combination of players, yep. their top three was better. And Embiid scored 10 straight points in the fourth quarter. I, I, You know, you give credit where it's due. I mean, the guy did it. I thought that the Nuggets missed a really good opportunity. Um, and the Sixers did to a degree to really make defense their calling card, and is they're a good defensive team, and they are. Nuggets are a good defensive Actually, team. Actually, they're both good defensive teams. Correct. They and 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 you can say, well, there was so much offensive firepower on the floor. Okay, fine, but there was much more effort being given into scoring the ball instead of stopping it.
3: First half, for sure.
1: For sure, seventy-eight to
3: seventy-eight. Oh my God! I mean, neither team had any interest in defending. Honestly, looked like. An all star game yeah, in the first it, half.
1: No, you're right. That that's a fair comparison. I, I thought the Nuggets had the template in the third quarter. They really ratcheted down and, and played good defense, but they couldn't but well, they couldn't score. And Philadelphia turned the tables a little bit in the fourth quarter and they got a great quarter from uh from their big fella. So good win for the Sixers. Embiid was the best player on the floor. Yeah. He just was.
3: And it's not a knock on Jokic, who had 25 points and 19 rebounds, 11 offensive rebounds. What I found to be amusing is, and you and I joked about this yesterday, Mm -hmm. is Joel Embiid looking at Jokic and saying, you know what, if I can keep my assist totals up, I have a better chance of winning an MVP because then I make the players around me better. Totally transformed him.
1: I don't think there's any question. (laughs)
3: Embiid was asked after the game what he said to Jokic privately when the game ended. Did you hear what he said? No. He said, you're the best player in the world. He's right. And he is.
1: He is right.
3: And it's funny because um, Van Gundy talked about it during the game, and he was asked, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Jokic or would you rather have Embiid? And He said, I would take Jokic. And the announcer said, why would you take Jokic? Not not questioning him like, what are you, yeah, nuts?
1: Just just give me context for your answer.
3: He said, one, look what he did in the playoffs. He's the finals MVP, and he's excellent in the playoffs, and Embiid is not. That's number one. All you have to do is look at last year's a playoffs. Pretty good place to
1: start, isn't it? You can
3: look at last year's playoffs and just look at Jokic's numbers and go, wow, and say, that's the reason why. No, that's not the reason why. It's part of the reason why. Embiid was awful in the playoffs last yep. year. He hasn't been to a conference final. The other reason Van Gundy gave was, Jokic is healthier. Hmm. Yeah. Embiid, Embiid is on pace to play sixty games. Right. Jokic, very rarely misses time.
1: What's the number for the MVP? Is it sixty-five or something? So, no,
3: he's not going to make
1: it. He's not going to make. It.
3: No, I don't. I don't think that he will. Talking about defensively. Do I believe last night's game? Would have looked like that if it was a playoff game? No. No, my God. No. Not at all.
1: Not even close. So
3: that's why when I look at this particular game, yeah, they lost to a very good team on the road, and Bede was unbelievable. But there's absolutely positively no way either team gives up 78 points to the other team in the first half. However, it was a wee bit concerning. That they had a five-point lead going into the fourth, mm-hmm. but then really got run in the fourth quarter, and that is an area where the Nuggets have been so good. Certainly last year, many times this year, certainly not all the time. To be outscored twenty-seven to seventeen is acceptable if if you if Embiid is going on a run. Yeah, and I get it. He was great towards the end, but that was the final six minutes and twenty-eight seconds. Right. They gave up twenty seven points in the final frame and they only scored seventeen. Jamal Murray wasn't
1: didn't particularly have a great game. No, he was he wasn't a non factor because he <laughs> shot seven of sixteen, which makes him a factor, but not a great factor. Right. He's not a helping factor. Although ten assists certainly helps level out the scorebook. But I, I thought that uh I thought Embiid got a better whistle. Oh, they, are you really gonna go there? I, I think he. I think, are you really gonna be
3: that guy? Oh no! I start no, blaming the refs.
1: No, see, Good. no, Good, I, it's please. not blaming the refs. I I thought he got a better whistle. He he went to the line 15 times. Jokic went to the line four times. Now they play different games. Well, that's why they played. Okay, okay.
3: You played basketball.
1: Yeah. Well, not Eyes really. Close I close to the basket
3: I mean, usually get more whistles.
1: They do. Um, but I thought he got a, I thought he got a little bit a little bit better whistle. But I don't think that it would made any difference. I mean, to be really frank, um, this game went about the way uh, as soon as Embiid got going in the fourth quarter, then it went the way that that I thought it would.
3: And they were all mid range jump shots. Yeah, it's not as if he was backing no. somebody up. No, he he was hitting shots right in the face of Jokic. And Gordon, Gordon, yeah, and then threw in a three.
1: Yeah, yeah, he hit Yeah, and and Jokic missed both of his both both of his three pointers. It, it is what it is. Right. I, I don't think that that's a game that that Michael Malone will 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 posterize and say, "Here's a good example of how we want to play." Right. That's my that's my sense. So,
3: but you're right. Their big three was outstanding.
1: Their big three was better than the than the Nuggets' big three, and and to me, that was the difference in the game. Was Embiid the best player in the, on, on the floor? Yes. Not by such a substantial margin that it would turn my head, but their top three were better than the next I mean, top three. If
3: you're just going to be purely a stat geek, mm-hmm. what's more impressive to you? 25 points, 19 rebounds, 11 offensive, three assists, and that played a role. Now, granted, mm-hmm. yeah. you're only going to get an assist if your teammates hit shots that Correct. Plays a role, yeah. Right, right. Or forty-one points, ten assists, seven rebounds. Embiid had the better line score, yeah, for sure, yeah. But if you lived on planet Mars and flew in for the game, knew nothing about basketball, I don't think there's any question you would watch that game and say he's the best player on the floor. Talking about Embiid, uh,
1: okay. I don't know. I, I, you, the to me, you're, the, you're, why? I, you, I just don't you, think make make
3: a case for Jokic.
1: Well, than last night's game. I mean, his stat line is pretty damn good. There's nothing wrong with his stat line. His stat line, his stat minus line, minus his three assists. Well, but 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 that's a big, big, but
3: that's a big deal because that's what Jokic does. He
1: had 19, his double, he, his he double double rebounds, correct. and eleven of them on the offensive board. His double double line
3: was as good as you're going to get period yeah in any nba game over the course of a season right it's the three assists if we're going to nitpick nicola Jokic, mm-hmm. that was shocking and surprising and this doesn't look like the guy we've been watching usually Jokic has more assists but right um if you're trying to help somebody out and they can't help themselves you don't get credit for trying to be a helper
1: yeah a- absolutely um I mean, he was clear. He was clearly the better and the dominant rebounder in this game.
3: Clearly. Which is interesting because that's Embiid's game.
1: Yeah. Embiid that's had, what I found to be interesting. Yeah, Embiid had one offensive rebound. I, 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 Embiid was the better player last night. Right. I don't think it was such a, a, a no-brainer that you would be dismissive. You can make the case that Embiid
3: played Jokic's game more and Jokic played Embiid's game more. One dished out assists, the other one got a ton of rebounds. It's not to say that Jokic doesn't get a ton of rebounds. Mm -hmm. He does. 19 is a little high for him. Yes. I mean, 11 11 offensive rebounds is high for anybody.
1: Yeah, Those
3: are Wilt Chamberlain numbers.
1: Those are hard-working numbers. Offensive rebounds are much harder to get than defensive rebounds.
3: Coming up after the break, if Russell Wilson is on the move, a new team, you could make the case, has popped into the picture. Does it make sense for Russell Wilson to go to this spot? And where does it make sense for Russell Wilson to go, period? Because there are three boxes for him, and one of them will likely be checked if he leaves. Number one, will he go someplace and be a starter? Number two, will he go to a place where he has to compete for the starting job? Number three, will he go to a place where he has to mentor a young, newly drafted quarterback? Mm. That's next.
0: <laughs> back.
2: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
3: Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylisports.com. You can reach us. On the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, there's an auction today for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. In the meantime, if you're headed over to Ball Arena for a Nuggets game, an Avs game, maybe a concert, I'll tell you where you should go before and after the game of the concert, and that is Nola Jane and Lodo. Authentic Cajun cuisine, it is hands down the best in town. And I love me some good gumbo. Love me some good po'boys. And crawfish etouffee. And a hurricane to wash it down. They are steps from Ball Arena. They're right on Market Street. So maybe about a five-minute walk tops. But even if there is nothing going on at Ball Arena, it's a great place to go for a great lunch and outstanding dinner. When it's nice outside, they have a rooftop deck. It has everything that you'd want, plus the people there are so stinking nice that work there. I mean, it's going to feel like you're walking into your own living room. Great place to go, Nola, Jane, and Lodo. Find them off of Market Street. Time now for The Buzz.
2: The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at paramountsidingandwindows.com. ESPN's
3: Jeremy Fowler is reporting The Vikings are a potential destination For Russell Wilson Fowler says quote, Don't be surprised if Wilson is intrigued by Minnesota Assuming Kirk Cousins Doesn't resign with the Vikings And that is a big if In the meantime NFL Network's David Carr You know the name he used to play sure. right? Predicted this top six landing spots For Wilson The Vikings were not part of that list No Okay. His, his thing came out a couple days ago. Fowler came out yesterday. With that, in order, Steelers, Washington, Atlanta, Titans, Bears, Falcons, Patriots. When I look at all seven of those teams, I don't see any similarities with all seven. They all have different, for lack of a better phrase, Mission statements on why they want Russell Wilson hmm.
1: there. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh and Atlanta to me are the best fits, but it depends on
3: for what to be a starter. Yeah, because the other spots, and that's what I mean. Right, the other spots are either a you're competing for a head for for the main job, mm-hmm. or b let's say you go to Washington, you're grooming Sam Howell or their number two pick. Absolutely. You go to the Patriots, you're grooming. Their
1: pick, right? I mean, I—I I mean, I think I know Russ a little bit. I—I I think that Russ wants to go to a situation where he plays and where he's the guy, where uh, he doesn't have to compete. Where he, yeah. I mean, and, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess at, at the at its most basic level, um, to me, Pittsburgh and Atlanta give him the the best opportunities. To do that. Now, Atlanta is fluid with their coaching situation. And Uh, Justin Fields. Right.
3: If Justin Fields goes there, uh, Russell Wilson, Mm -mm. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean,
1: that's a see ya. That's right. Not even talked to at that point. Right. Right. So, it's an interesting...
3: Mike, can I tell you where Justin Fields does help the Broncos going to Atlanta? It's one more team that doesn't need a quarterback in the draft, Mm -hmm. in the draft,
1: man, you'd like the fly on the wall feel for the Broncos right now is so real. I, I, I just am so curious to know what in this current crop is interesting, if anything is interesting to Sean Payton. I
3: think there are a lot of moving parts on what a lot of other things that other teams are going to do that is going to affect what the Broncos do. You can make the case they're going to make a decision unilaterally in a bubble. Mm-hmm. They don't care what else goes on around the league. But I think there are some things that will play into it. Don't you think? Now, right. trade is not uh, going to happen, meaning no, uh, no one's going to pick up his contract. That that we know for absolutely.
1: sure. Absolutely, Because...
3: They know they don't have to do that. (laughs) Right. So but what do I mean by what do I mean by other things come into play? Let's say they have their eye on Penix for the sake of argument. Okay. Yeah. Atlanta might want Penix, but Atlanta will be off the board with Justin Fields going there. Mm -hmm. Now they have a better chance of maybe getting a quarterback in, in theory, the second tier. That's what I mean by other little things sure. are involved.
1: Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right, and and that's right up to draft night itself. Hell, it's right up right. to the pick. Yep. I mean, so that's a fluid situation. Um, the guys that are going to be available are going to be McCarthy, Penix, and Knicks. Knicks. Yep. Those are the guys that at twelve are going to are going to be available. By the way,
3: I saw something funny yesterday, and clearly. Uh, and it is obvious that the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't been forced to draft multiple quarterbacks in a very long time because there is a media guy out in Pittsburgh who said about the draft he's like the, you know, the Steelers should really start looking into panics, probably trying to give information to his followers on Twitter. Uh-huh. They should really, you know, the, the Steelers really need to start doing a deep dive. Into Penix and into McCarthy and into um Nick's. Wait, Nick's, McCarthy, Penix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Daniels. And I tweeted back at him. Unless the Steelers are planning on trading into the top five. Yeah, yeah. You don't need you don't need to bother. Daniels, you don't need to bother. And was, so when I read it and I saw where he was from, I'm thinking. You haven't done this quarterback thing in the first round much, have you? Because we've done it a lot here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, first round, second round,
3: right? I mean, the the Steelers have had Ben Roethlisberger for such a long time. Then they had to deal with Pickett, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, you're you're a a newbie when it comes to quarterbacks and the NFL draft, clearly.
1: Yeah, yeah, Pickett and and Rudolph—they are the two guys that they've drafted. Correct. And they're both still on the roster. So, um, but. But my feeling is, and I don't know how you feel, It it is going to be the conviction of Sean Payton that pulls the trigger on this pick if it's going to be for a quarterback. And I'm not sure how many hoops a quarterback has got to jump through for Sean Payton to be locked in. I, I just don't know that yet. I, I don't know. Um So I think it'll be very interesting. I I don't think that you draft a quarterback in the middle of the first round just to draft a quarterback in the middle of the first round. If you are the Broncos, because of Sean Payton. They might at another time, if it were someone else, maybe they do that. Maybe one of those three guys is attractive enough to take a flyer on and say, you know what, let's, let's take him, bring him in, and we'll develop him. But I think Sean Payton has a different level of evaluation.
3: Yeah, I don't know what his level of evaluation is. I'm sure all of it is pretty much compared to whatever Drew Brees could do. But when we talk it's not a bad
1: place to start but when we
3: talk about the first round and drafting quarterbacks, yes, there is a long history of misses on quarterbacks in the first round. And one of the biggest reasons is it's not because these guys aren't good quarterbacks. It's because they never should have been first-round picks to begin with. Yeah. It's because teams are desperate, and these guys march up the draft board because it's such an important position. But even in the top five, certainly in the top ten, there have been major misses, and that's what teams get criticized for all the time by fans and by media. However, I took a deep dive into all of those numbers. When it comes to drafting guy in the first round and then the second round on, and what's your level of success drafting a guy second round on mm-hmm. compared to the first round despite oh. the failures in the first round and there are too many to count?
1: Astronomical.
3: We'll talk about those numbers, and quite frankly, they are breathtaking. Yep. And that will affect the Broncos with the 12th pick, whether they decide to move up or move down if, indeed, they want a quarterback. Those numbers
0: is, are next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile
2: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce.
3: Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman, Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Hurdle at Eric Goodman. There is an auction for new skids. Just new skid steer attachments. I have marbles.
1: That, that is a tough one. Well, I feel that like I'm... is a, mar- a tough one to say.
3: I feel like a have marbles in my mouth. New skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com, and they have some great auctions coming up starting on Thursday. And man, you're going to want to hear what those are. And by the way, if you want to know what they are right now, Go to roller auction.com backslash MHS time now for what's trending.
2: What's trending is presented by roller auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to roller slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions.
3: The Broncos need a quarterback of the future. They have the 12th pick in the draft. They can trade up for a pick. Mm -hmm. They can go back for a pick Mm -hmm. if they want to, still in the first round, if they want to, as long as they're not desperate, like in 2011 when the Jaguars took Blaine Gabbard as an example. You hope that one of these three that's going to be in the mix is better than Blaine Gabbard and Jake Locker, right? Yes. With that, I know there have been a lot of first-round quarterback busts. It has been well, well well-documented. But just consider this. Seven of the eight quarterbacks left in the playoffs right now were first-round picks. The only guy, the last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. Last year, six of the eight quarterbacks in the division games were first-round picks. One of those guys who wasn't, Brock Purdy. In 2021, five of the eight were first-round picks. When you look at Super Bowl champions, One guy who wasn't a first-round pick holds six rings. Those guys are aberrations. Total. As much as anything else. Right. So with that, do those numbers suggest to you, as long as it's not a huge reach, that you don't wait to the second, third, fourth round to take a guy? Because to me, the numbers suggest you are taking a bigger risk trying to find a Russell Wilson, trying to find a Joe Montana Brett Favre in that mix, Tom Brady, who were not first-round picks.
1: Diamond in the roughs, the way that things are scouted now and the due diligence that teams do are pretty rare. They're out there still. I mean, you catch them. Brock Purdy, I think, is a diamond in the rough, right? But
3: you could also make the case, and that leads me to something else. Is it the fact that the quarterback is truly that great on his own merits, or does he have a great team around him? Does he have a great coach? Does he have a great system? You can make the case, I'm not going to, that if you put Brock Purdy in Jacksonville, if you put Brock Purdy in Carolina, if you put Brock Purdy in Atlanta, how would he play? As a matter of fact, I can probably answer that question. How did Steve Young do in Tampa? Sometimes environment, coaching, talent around you matters a lot. It does need to be the right situation. Brett Favre was the wrong guy at the wrong time in Atlanta. Yeah. Specifically under Jerry Glanville, who despised him.
1: There are always moving parts.
3: By the way, you know how, I don't know if you know this story, and I'm getting sidetracked here. You know how uh, Brett Favre eventually wound up with the Green Bay Packers? This is a great story, and I've had this confirmed by two different people. Go ahead. Jerry Glanville uh, did not want to draft. Brett Favre. He had Chris Miller, who was coming off a Pro Bowl year. Yeah. And I, Billy Tolliver eventually, I think, joined the team that year. But Jerry Glanville didn't like, wasn't crazy about Favre as a person, certainly didn't like him as a quarterback. And he would never dress on game day. So I think it might have been Ron Wolf, the president of the Packers, was interested in trading for Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And Favre wasn't even warming up on the field. Yeah. Okay? Once again, nowhere to be found. Healthy scratch. And Wolf wanted to watch him throw. And somebody with Atlanta said to him, if you want to watch him throw, Brett will meet you in the parking lot. And he'll throw for you there. And that was Brett Favre's tryout for the Green Bay Packers. And then they traded for him.
1: I wonder who caught the passes. I have no idea. Not Ron Wolf. It's a good story. Mm -hmm. I like it. Look, yes, the marquee will be full of first-round swing and misses because it's good fodder. There are more misses than hits, and that's why people talk about it. No question about it. Having said that, at the end of the day, first-rounders are generally going to pay out for you.
3: 75% of the quarterbacks over the last three years in the divisional playoffs have been first round picks yeah. 75%. Yeah. And, and the reason that isn't higher is because of Brock Purdy takes up two of those slots. Right.
1: Absolutely. So take with a grain of salt, the whole swing and miss in the first round. When it happens, it's big news because it's such a valuable pick. Any pick taken in the first round is valuable. It's accentuated even more. When it's a quarterback. But the fact of the matter is that more times than not, teams get it right. Now, making a pick of a quarterback in the first round just to make a pick of a quarterback in the first round, I don't recommend. I think that there's got to be due diligence, conviction about the player, deep dive the whole nine yards. I mean, you you better know what you're getting and have confidence that that person is going to work in your scheme. That gets me back to Sean Payton. Sean Payton didn't draft Drew Brees. They got him in a trade. Sean Payton...
3: No, it's free agency.
1: Or free agency. That's right, out out of San Diego.
3: That's because Phillip Rivers was drafted.
1: Correct. But he has not... And he was coming off an injury. Now, don't get me wrong.
3: And he was coming off a major injury.
1: But don't get me wrong. I think Sean Payton is very good with quarterbacks. He got the right one and it worked for a long time. Mm -hmm. More power to them both. It's made one of them a surefire Hall of Fame and the other one on a Hall of Fame trajectory, right? But you got to have. Conviction. And I think if you're Sean Payton, you especially have to have conviction. I think Sean can be tough on his quarterbacks and he expects a lot from them. So I got to know how much belief Sean, and I guess we're fixing to find out, aren't we?
3: As I've said many times, I don't always believe statistics tell the story. No. I think in this case it does. I understand. You're going to be wearing a big fat donut around your neck, like Flava Flave. Although that's a clock. If you miss on a first round pick, Flava Flave. If you miss on a first round quarterback, yeah. right? Look at Paxton Lynch. Oh my! Okay. Do I have L- to look at J- look at Jamarcus Russell? Mm-hmm. The list goes on yeah. and on and on. Tim
1: Couch, etc.
3: However, the odds are in your favor to have a franchise quarterback more if you take a risk in the first round than if you go from the second round on. Yeah. Let me give you a good example. Let's look at the last 20 Super Bowl winners of the 20. Nigel, I'll ask you, of the 20 quarterbacks who have won a Super Bowl, how many of those quarterbacks were first-round picks?
1: Wait a minute. Ask that question again.
3: Last 20 Super Bowl winners.
1: Right.
3: There you have 20 quarterbacks. Yep. How many of those quarterbacks, and yes, some are multiple, and some, I get some it. Some are repeats. Some are repeats. But my point is, how many of those guys individually individually, were first-round picks of the 20? It could be 10 to 20. It could be 15 to 20. It could be 19 to 20. What is it? What would you guess?
0: I would guess 12.
3: What would you guess?
1: 13.
3: 17. 17. 17. Ding ding, 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 17 of the last 20 Super Bowl winners were first-round picks. Although, I want to make sure I say this correctly. Tom Brady won six.
1: Yeah, right? so your math gets skewed a little there, doesn't it?
3: Let's put it this way. We're talking about winning the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. So and you're man, talking man, about the last... Twenty different quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl. Yeah,
3: I, I probably should have phrased it differently. The point is, in the last twenty Super Bowls, the last twenty Super Bowls, Brady, Wilson, and Drew Brees were second. Were, were second round picks or lower?
1: So that's six, seven, the, eight Super Bowl wins. Wins that stretch.
3: Twelve were first round picks. Right. That won. Yeah. But the point is, is that. Yeah, it's really not fair to kind of skew it that way. And now that it's coming out of my mouth, when I wrote this down, it made perfect sense. No, no. So the, the point is... It does the, make sense. In the last 20 years, in the last 20 yeah. years, Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks, three have been non-first-round picks. That's it. The rest have all been first-round picks. But Brady skews it with six wins.
1: I like, over the last three seasons, 75 quarterbacks in the division rounds are were first-rounders. Yeah. Okay. Because what that does is either you've won a division or you've won a playoff game to get there. Right. You are one of the last eight teams standing. Right. That's a pretty good stat right there. 75% of the quarterbacks over the last three seasons are first-rounders in the divisional playoff.
3: You should have a better chance at the first round. Yes, no question and while about it. While it seems yeah. obvious it's worth the risk knowing what everything else is second round yeah. on I mean you could make the case if you want to the two greatest quarterbacks of all time were not first round picks yeah you can. Tom Brady and Joe Montana sure. of course um I think Patrick Mahomes is already top three yeah already yeah well and by the way that that's something that the Broncos could do or not do they can trade up trade down remember it is it is Kansas City that traded to get Mahomes moving way up in the draft. Yep. What was that deal with Buffalo, by the way?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little hazy.
3: Yeah. They did okay the following
1: year, though. Well,
3: how do you think they got the sixth pick?
1: Yeah. The, the miss. And, and, I, and I was here. You were here. We were all here together. The miss on Josh Allen seems egregious to Broncos country it's now. Not, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not, it's not.
3: It's not because John yeah. Elway missed on two tall, athletic quarterbacks yeah. who didn't have great processors, and he was not about to see if the third time was a charm.
1: Exactly. He was, he
3: was absolutely spooked to draft Josh Allen and I understand why because if he hit that trifecta he would have lost his job even faster.
1: And Josh Allen, lest we are revisionist in our history, was about a 57.3% pass completion guy at Wyoming. Right. He had a he had a low first year. The jump that he made from his first to his second year in Buffalo was about as unique a jump as a player has ever made between his first and his second year in terms of hitting a. He all of a sudden it was his
3: first and his second, or second and his third. No,
1: I think it was. Just, I thought. Well, I don't know. We can look. I'll look it up right we now. We can. We can look it the up. Pros. Yeah,
3: I'll look it up. Go yeah, ahead.
1: In, in, keep in talking. His, from his first to his second year, or his second to his third year, there was such a major yeah.
3: jump. Specifically, and I off the top of my head, in completion percentage.
1: Yes, that in was the big thing. Completion percentage. Yeah, his processor had. You no, know, it was it
3: was year two to year
1: three. Okay, so from year two to he, year three. And go to g- ahead. give, to the give you the numbers,
3: his completion percentage first year fifty three percent, second year fifty nine. Third year, 69%. You
1: cannot live in the NFL at 53 and 59% the way the game is played today.
3: He, first year, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Second year, 20 and 9. You can see some progress. Year three, 37 and 10. And then his career took off. But what I always found amusing, and I just wanted to shake people by their shoulders, because people used to say this all the time. I think Drew Locke can do the same thing oh that God, Josh Allen can do. Yeah. That second to third year, that's going to be the year yeah. that he jumps.
1: How is Drew Locke's trajectory?
3: It's not. It, he's, there's he's, no such thing. He's a career backup. He's a, he's a, he has a, And
1: great for him. He has
3: a lot of athletic talent, but his processor is slow. The thing about Josh Allen is what kind of research did they do about Josh Allen from the neck up? Because I know people who cover the Bills, and they tell me this about Josh Allen. He is the proverbial first in the door, last to leave, great leader. Everybody likes him, understands football. Those are the things that you can't see watching a game on television, which everybody thinks that they know how to evaluate talent by of watching the television. Do, right, right. And then, <laughs> But going to the game is more important. But even going to the game, standing on the sideline scouting, you can't scout processor unless you, you can to a point.
1: I have a question, Professor Goodman, because well, we got to hit a break, but well, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question anyway, and I want you to consider it during the break. Yeah, go ahead. Wasn't Josh Allen, in a lot of ways, John Elway?
3: a, a bigger I, A bigger version. I, I mean, a bigger version.
1: This yeah. is why. Yes. I, and I never got a chance to talk to John about this.
3: Yeah, we, we got to hit a
1: break. Okay, we got to hit a break. But, I mean, at some point, I want to talk about that a little bit. Because if John Elway should have looked at Josh Allen and seen himself in the mirror.
3: Well, you could have made the same case about Osweiler and Lynch. Okay. But the difference is Elway wasn't six, six, six seven. Six, yeah six, Yeah. What do no, we have coming up on, just in case you missed it?
2: Do the Detroit Lions have a home field advantage no one was aware of? And is Jim Harbaugh really coming to the AFC West after all? Find out when we come back to Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Card Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning drive. Goodman
3: Hurdle. Watch us. sports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there's an auction for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Time now for the final word.
2: The final word. is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, guys. Just in case you missed it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles was asked about the weather conditions in Detroit and whether he had any special plans to help his team acclimate to the conditions. To which he responded, "You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. What are do your thoughts?" I, uh, uh, uh,
1: unbelieving, but
3: Eric- how long have you been a black quarterback, Doug Williams? That was right yeah, up there. Yeah, right. However, however, if somebody said to me, I'll bet you $500 straight up, I would say that was a news reporter that asked the question, yes. not a sports reporter. So Even well, in
1: Tampa, where maybe they're not quite as locked into things as they are in other places.
3: Correct. I I would be willing to bet that was a news reporter. It'd be egregious if it's a sports person. Oh, my gosh. But as you know, in local television, both of us know... Mm-hmm. Once a team gets into the playoffs, news sweeps in like a hurricane thinking, we'll take over because we know what we're doing and you guys don't. That was a weather-related question, something a news person would ask.
1: Yes. Someone who was in a big hurry to get their question out there. This is another thing that is a pet peeve of mine. You don't always have to ask a question. Ask good questions. That's different.
3: Well, she wanted it for her story and that's why she asked the question. But would you have a little bit more empathy if you knew it was a news reporter? And I think the answer is yes Hmm. because a lot of sports guys don't know anything about politics. Don't know anything about what's going on in local government. So are you going to take a sports guy and stick him in a city council meeting uh, press conference? Well, Probably I, not. Yeah. Just like you don't take a news reporter who knows nothing right. about sports and stick them in a sports press conference.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I, I have no interest, nor am or, and I would turn down the assignment to go to the Republican National Convention.
3: I did go to the Democratic National Convention here. Yeah. When Obama was elected, that it w- was electrifying. Had to have been. No, I didn't work it. I just went there. Yeah. But. Honestly, I follow politics enough to know yeah. that I could probably hop right into the fray and be a political
1: reporter. Yeah. Don't ask dumbass questions like that. Just don't. It, it just, yeah, I don't think she knew any better. I, well, she I didn't mean, know, which is even worse. It makes it even more dumbassery. Yeah. I mean, that is just that is one that you sit there and when someone when you hear it starting to come out of their mouths, yeah, you start looking for cover. Right. I mean, it is because even though they're not of the same ilk as people in sports, they are still someone that has a microphone and is asking a question, and it reflects poorly on the entire industry. It does. Bad stuff.
3: And I'll tell you something else it reflects back on, badly on female sportscasters.
1: Oh, come on now. No, wait a minute. Wait. Come on now. What,
3: what, what does Joe Neanderthal think when he sees a female sports reporter? You don't know as much as I do. So when you have a question like that, that feeds the narrative. Lisa Salters, I've never really watched Nikola Jokic play. It's things like, I'm not saying Joe Neanderthal is correct. I'm saying it's unfortunate that it feeds into the narrative. The truth is though, I think it was a female news reporter. Yes, I will cut her a little slack, although she probably should have known that, or her producer or her photographer should have probably known that maybe nobody did. But that's really not doing your homework.
1: Well, it's even worse if you start to think that there were people in on the decision. Hey, I've got an angle. If in, an editor- in an editorial meeting, here's my angle. They're going to Detroit. If does anyone yeah, see the point. weather up there? That's a good. So point. now all of a sudden you've got a news director, an assistant news director, an executive producer. You got a whole bunch of people, and so I, I hope because that was the was story. A, I hope it was a rogue question. Like I think this would be interesting right now. Well I'm just gonna go ahead and lay it on them.
3: You're absolutely right. All of that stuff gets decided oh in the news meeting what goodness. your story is for the day. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk to any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Want to redesign your entire kitchen? You could do that. They have a staff that specializes in that. You want something extra low pricing? Go to their clearance center in Denver. You and I both shop there. Great, great product. Scratch and ding. Who cares? Who walks into your laundry room and says, look at that scratch? And then you say, well, look at my clothes and look at your clothes. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Nuggets. Go to Philadelphia last night. Who was the best player on the floor? Not the guy who won two MVPs in a row. It was the reigning MVP. If you didn't watch the game, we'll explain why next.